Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here on a Sunday, breaking down some pit basketball news. Now, it's more so about what I wrote about on DKPittsburghSports.com. We got to talk to Justin Champagny two weeks ahead of the NBA draft, which is scheduled for July 29th. And I wanted to break down just some of the parts of the conversation uh, that... Um, that I thought were the most interesting parts over this show. Over this show, now it's crazy because I just did a podcast last week about Cam Johnson and his impact in the NBA and his impact. You know, he's he's he played from Old Lady Sacred Heart, so he's from you know Western PA. He you know he's a Whippeo representative out there, and and uh, the Suns. Uh, as you're listening to this, they will have played Game Five. I'm recording this before Game Five has been played, uh, but it's a huge opportunity for the Suns to. Um, to win their first NBA title. They haven't been there since 1993. Chris Paul and all the other storylines there with them against Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's a great, great NBA Finals series going on right now. Lots of fun to watch. But the bottom line, we're talking about Justice Champagne. Is he's trying to get to that level. And as I've covered Justin Champagne for DKPittsburghSports.com, by the way, you can subscribe, you can listen to this podcast anywhere, but especially on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and don't forget to rate us five stars with a positive comment. But um, I've written about and talked about Justin Champagne all throughout his time with Pitt. And in in going over this these things, I mean, there was at one point in the beginning of this past sophomore season of his in 2020, 2021 where he was just he was Mr. Double Double he just it was like almost every game you knew that he was going to be that guy and even with that you know when Pitt started to hit their rut in the season there were parts of his game you were like okay he can work on that a little bit more okay he needs to polish this part of his game primarily as a ball handler as an outside shooter now, there were games where he, I think he hit like three or four, maybe even five three-pointers at one point, but it wasn't consistent. But it showed that he was working on it. And so when he declared for the NBA draft back in May and started this process and got ready for the combine, I told you he got a double-double in the NBA combine game where they're performing against other guys that are in that combine. 
you know, there's confidence in that, but there's still the question is where does he rank? Because, and I, I've written about this for the website as well. When you look at the history of NBA draft pick, remember it, this is this isn't like the NFL or like MLB where there's 20 rounds and the NFL where, NFL where there's seven rounds. There's two rounds in this thing, and each team only keeps like what 12, 13 guys. It's a much smaller pool of guys to have to fight through, and because of that, the talent is much t- tougher to pierce. If you want to get in the NBA, get picked, and have a career. Now, I'm I'm out here. You know, I've been co- I've, I've been covering him, and I've been seeing him progressing. I think that he has a shot. But I also I've read a lot of NBA analysts that are just like I'm not so sure about any team you know put it, you know putting out a draft pick for him when he's he's a six seven guy he's not really a he's not great on the wing because he can't he doesn't have too many ball handling skills he's a great rebounder especially for his size and he can score when when he's around the basket but the thing is everybody can score around the basket in the NBA. Unless you're like you know the 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 physical dude that's playing that's that's playing underneath. That's my job. Whenever I play basketball, I can't score, so I just get physical. I just get big. I'm like, hey man, I'm thick, <laughs> so deal with it. But for Champagne, that's why he's got to get you know develop an outside shot because when you're when you're a rebounder and inside scorer and you have an outside shot, then you're a good role player. I mean, that's something that Cam Johnson he developed. He's he he can take it to the hub. We, we, I mean, if you saw that posterizing dunk he had on PJ Tucker, oh my goodness and at the same time he can also step back and hit a bunch of threes for the suns that's why he's such an asset and that's why a lot of people are saying like man this kid could be a a future starter and a future star of the league justin's got those roads to climb and when we talked to him on uh thursday he was very candid about that but he was also candid about how confident he is in his ability to get to the nba And in talking about him, and this is what I made the lead for the article I wrote, is that he did say that there's at least one NBA team that's told him he's going to be their pick. And that he's done workouts for already 11 different NBA teams, and they said that's what he's going through now. He said before the combine, he was just living out in L.A., working out every day, working, waking up at 5 in the morning and just doing a whole, like, you know, 13-hour day of just working out and practicing and getting all the skills that he needs and then he went to the combine. Now the combine's over. He's traveling to all the teams to show them what he's got. And I can tell you that I sat next to several NBA scouts throughout the season who came to see him. So like, there's a real good chance that he that he's uh, that he's you know not overselling this point that, that people are looking at him. And listen, Ramon Foster wrote a great piece about this before the NFL draft this year and talked about how the, the draft season in the NFL is the season of lies. I wouldn't doubt that the NBA is the same way. Teams are just trying to feel out who's going to be the best guy that they can invest in for the future of their organization. And all of this is warfare against the other teams and who they know, who they really want to pick. And oftentimes as the athlete, when you're that 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kid, and you're just, you're bright-eyed, you're taking in this process for the first time, you're going to be told a lot of different things. And it's going to be difficult to, to trust what, you, what you're told and, and believe everything. So it's very tough to hold on to those things, but all you can do is believe in yourself. And that's one thing that Justin Champagne definitely does.
he has full confidence in, in, in himself. And that, that's why he took this leap. Now, part of also the things is that he also said, hey, injuries were a concern. I wrote about this in my article. He said, I wondered if I came back to school and got hurt, I don't know what would happen. That scared me a little bit, but I realized you can't go through things worrying about injuries. I'm a big believer in putting positivity in the air, and it did play a part in my decision, but at the end of the day, I knew what I wanted. And I said this way back in the season when he got that knee injury, and it was his second knee injury in as many years. And even though he bounced back in like two weeks when he was supposed to take like six weeks to, to recover, I was I was saying like that's going to impact his decision because he's if he suffers a third knee injury in three years, NBA teams are going to look at him and say, eh. and he even said NBA doctors have checked him out and you know they're they they've been asking about those injuries and, and do they hinder him? Are they nagging? Are there things that he has to watch for the rest of his life and the rest of his career? And he says no, they're not. And I mean it showed because when he came back, he was on fire. But that makes a lot of sense for him to be concerned about that moving forward with his future. And, again, I I get that there's a lot of people out there, and I've talked to a lot of you guys in the comments section. I've talked to you a lot of guys at DKPittsburghSports.com. I've talked to you a lot of guys. Uh, We had the DK Pittsburgh Sports meetup this past Thursday, and a couple people asked me about Justin Champagne and what I thought about him. I really look at him and I say, hey, he, like, I really see this guy, like, he has a chance, but I also understand when people say, I'm not so sure he's going to make it, Chris. The NBA is a tough, tough cookie to crack. Or crumble. However that metaphor works. I guess nut to crack would be the thing there. But Justin Champagny believes in himself but he also has had the backing of jeff capel the entire way i want to talk about the impact of the program and what jeff capel's done with champagne as well as things that justin champagne has said about the program and the team we'll do that on the HTP podcast right after this break the h2p podcast i'm your host chris carter uh pit writer and steelers writer for dkpittsburghsports.com breaking things down continuing our discussion on justin champagne after he spoke this past thursday and his media availability um one thing i, I do enjoy talking to justin because he does give you, you do get a candid sense when you're hearing from him uh in, in these meetings like you know he was the guy that said pitt is back after they beat duke and you know said it a little early because then pitt wasn't back last season but he's a guy he, he wears his heart on his sleeve he's gonna he's gonna tell you all those things and and that i appreciate about him um but one thing he talked about is how coach jeff capel has been supportive of him the entire process and he, he said even before he declared for the nba draft he said that there was never a sense from jeff capel that he was gonna that he was being pressured to stay and from a Jeff Capel standpoint, you you might imagine that 
he'd have every reason to be selfish and say, Justin, no, don't leave, develop another year and, and, and work that angle to say, hey, man, I need you here. But don't even say that. Say, like, you know what? You need to be here because you got to work on that outside shot. You got to work on developing your ball handling skills. You, if you're going to if you're gonna be a, a, a surefire draft pick in the NBA, this is what you've got to do. And that's where I'm like, okay, cool. Just Jeff Capel hasn't done the thing to push him that way, according to according. And, and Jeff said it himself, but Justin has has confirmed that. And in, in when we talked to him, he's like, "Yeah, the entire way, he just asked me what I wanted to do, and what direction I wanted to go. And every time he's he's given me feedback on what other teams are thinking and what you know guys in the NBA, because Jeff Capel does have those connections with all the years that he's been in basketball." It's a very positive sign. It's like Justin Champagny, you know, the best player of the Jeff Capel era. And there's there wasn't a sense of hey stick around do this. Jeff's supported him, and I think that's going to speak a lot for his players. It, it, also, if Justin does get drafted and, and can even make just a few years of being good in the NBA, I think that will do a lot for guys who see that and think like man, Jeff went through the worst year of his uh, of of his of his career. Five dudes transferred out, and he still was like, hey Justin, go on ahead. Do what you got to do. I'm going to support you the entire way. I think that stuff resonates. And it also tracks with Jeff Capel's record of being an advocate for student-athletes. You know, a lot of people have called him a hypocrite. Oh, because you make money off of college sports, so you can't speak on behalf of them and say that they should get paid because then you support the system. It's like, well, the only way you can change the system is often by getting involved with it, especially in this situation. And, and Jeff Capel is it wasn't ever he's not a legislator he's he's always a basketball guy he was, he's a basketball player and then he became a basketball coach. Now Jeff Capel didn't write the legislation in any of the states where NIL was was posted before the NCAA you know did it but any chance that he got when he talked about it he promote he promoted he's like these athletes deserve a lot more respect for what they go through than these than, than what they're given. And I think that resonates with the players he's got on his team and will resonate with recruits that he's trying to bring into the program. Now back to Justin. One thing I thought it was very interesting. We asked him what he thought about, you know, what, you know, what is, what he thought about his team teammates and, and everything. First of all, I, I asked him about the NIL situation. I was like, Hey man, like Kenny Pickett just got his first endorsement deal. Uh, what do you, uh, what do you think? What do you, what do you think about that? Is there some regret? And he's like, I don't regret going to the M, you know, doing this journey because I, I believe in myself. But man, he's like, I definitely could have been making some good money, money if I stayed in school. And he's like, he's like, he's like, I definitely have thought about that. But he's like, but he's like, there's no looking back and regretting his decision to head to the NBA. Um, now, granted, some people out there might say you might say different after draft day, but let's 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 see what actually happens. Because if again, if he's a draft pick or if he even gets signed, you know, to a contract after the after the fact. He'll be making money and he'll be fine. But when he was asked about Pitt basketball specifically, one, he called Femi Utakali his brother. And that I thought was really dope. Because one thing I saw throughout the offseason, you know, these guys were on each other's Instagram pages. And, and in those months that we weren't sure if Champagne would go to the NBA, and I was feeling like he wouldn't. I mean, he was hanging out with Femi in the dorms. They were going places. They were hooping together. They were working out together. They were just chilling together. And I was like, maybe there's a sense that he's going to stick around because these are his boys. And especially Femi. 
but you know, he's moving on. But one thing that Justin said, he's he's like, hey man, I've been sticking around this team. I've been seeing them practice. Some of those new guys they got. Some of those transfer guys they got in the portal, I think that they, they've impressed him. And when you go back and, and you look at the transfer guys that they've, they've been able to grab, none of them are superstars. But you get a junior college guy in Chris Payton who has the same sort of build as Justin Champagne and takes the ball to the well. You get Jamarius Burton who looks like an experienced point guard from Texas Tech. That can that can either take some take some considerable minutes out of Femi's young hands, or even maybe even become the assist man on the team. And then you get Oladapo from Oakland. There's guys that they brought in here that 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 I think Champagne was impressed by at least in these early workouts. And don't forget they still got Nike Sabande, and John Hugley's coming back. And they've got Muhammadu Guy from Stony Brook. They've got pres- they got a present. They've got guys that are going to compete this year, and I think Justin Champagne knows it. Um, but again, I, you know, I, I think a lot of what drove this was a he had a really good season with the double doubles. He could could he have a better season? Yes, but he was all first team ACC, and he had those injuries that that with with his knees that I think there were concerning him and what's what's interesting is also his twin brother julian at st john's is staying in school which was another thing that i thought might drive him to stick around because pitt plays st john's next year so it was going to be the twins against each other but again that's why i think this was about his injuries about thinking hey let's let's get this settled up you don't want to blow your chance on making having a having a career being an nba player and making millions of dollars in college and potentially getting a third injury that's going to hinder your career or prevent it from even happening in the first place. But man, if Pitt basketball, if if he can get drafted, even if he's drafted at the end of the second round, who cares? If he's just drafted, that's a win. They haven't had a guy make the NBA from the team since the year before Kevin Stallings was there. I believe that was Jamel Artis. Might be mixing up my years. Might be Michael. That's the problem. I mix sometimes. I mix up all my years when it comes to the Jamie Dixon to the um, Kevin Stallings years. But the bottom line is that Pitt the, the Pitt needs to be part of what, how Pitt's going to need to win their future recruiting wars is by showing that when you come to Pitt, you can produce and make it to the NBA, and more guys will see that. And when they see how it happens, when they see that Jeff Capel's supporting the players, even outside of his own personal interests, when it comes to hey, you know what, I, I really need this team to compete. I need this team to. I need you to stick around one more year because it would benefit us. Also, yeah, it was Jamel Artis and Cameron Johnson. That was the, those are the last guys. Actually, yeah, because Michael Young didn't make it to the NBA. But those are the last NBA guys they've had on the on, on a pit roster, and that was the 2016-2017 season. That's how long it's been. But if Champagne can change all that, 
it would be a huge boost to what Pitt's trying to do and trying to build here and what Jeff Capel's trying to put together. And then you're going to have all these, these four-star guys, these three-star guys that are here. It's something to remember, Justin Champagne was a two-star player when he came to Pitt. Basketball is a little bit tougher to grade on these star positions, on these star rankings that you see on 24-7 and rivals. But still, when you have all these guys that have the potential here, if a, if a few of them hit over the next few years, they go to the NBA and maybe they help Pitt do, do better in the ACC and maybe win a couple conference tournament games, maybe make a, a big dance once in a while, that'll change the tone of the program by a lot. So that's why in the next couple weeks when the NBA draft is going down, if you're a Pitt basketball fan, watch closely in that second round to see if Justin Champagne goes somewhere. And if he does... I think that's a big win for the program and a good step in the right direction. I'm Chris Carter here on the H2P Podcast. Thanks so much for listening on this Sunday. Remember to download our podcast platform from Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are hosted. Remember to rate us five stars, the positive comment. That really helps out the network, not just this show, but every show on the network. DK's going to be back with his daily shots on Monday, breaking all things down in the professional sports world. Again, I'm Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. I'll be talking at y'all real soon.